Now, here is the top news stories of the day with Larry Hardesty. And our top story comes out of Brooklyn again. It's the Brooklyn Nets who had four players tested positive for the coronavirus. And as you know, Kevin Durant was one of those players. The question to our Wodes, why did the net players even get tested in the first place? The team returned back from a California trip. They had been in San Francisco planning to play the Warriors before that game uh, was canceled uh, with, with the rest of the NBA schedule. They had been in L.A. prior to that. And simply the players, the organization made a decision that they wanted to test Everybody, I was told they went through a private firm, paid out of pocket, uh, did not use any insurance money, um, and got the results uh, back this morning. Uh, I was told, as you said, three players uh, have not shown any symptoms of it. One player awoke this morning. Uh, with some aches, uh, some aches and pains, and that's been the only uh, symptoms any of the four have shown. But now uh, all those players plus the rest of the team uh, and the traveling party with the Nets, they're all being asked uh, to stay in isolation. Adam Silver, you know, the commission of the NBA, was asked on his thoughts of, the, of four players, especially Kevin Durant being tested positive for the virus. You know, I'd, I'd say in terms of the last four from the Brooklyn Nets, I honestly was not all that surprised. I think based on what we're hearing and given the lack of testing that's available, my sense is, especially in the New York area, that if you took almost any random group of New Yorkers, that it would be likely, increasingly likely, that there are going to be some positive tests. On top of that, you could put our players in a category that some would refer to as super spreaders. Hmm. Scary. So, Commissioner, are you talking about bad symptoms? No. I mean, to my knowledge, I mean, I've been in touch um, with those players that have tested positive so far. Um, Again, at least to the best of my knowledge, as of today, um, two of them had relatively mild symptoms um, and and others um, remained asymptomatic. But we'll see. I mean, it's it's possible, too, that, um, of course, that they could get worse. Now, a lot has been made about the fact that the Nets were tested. Uh, Mayor Bill de Blasio came out firing, uh, talking about the fact that how did the Nets are able to get testing when, you know, there were so many other people waiting for tests. Uh, today at the President Trump's press conference, he was asked about the fact is the test more for the wealthy and not just for everybody who really needs it. Well, the commissioner of the NBA, Adam Silver, responded to that. I, of course, understand his point and that it's unfortunate or at this position as a society where it's triage when it comes to testing. And so the fundamental issue, obviously, is there are insufficient tests. I'd only say in the case of the NBA, um, we've been following the recommendations of public health officials. I mean, let me begin with the situation in Oklahoma City last Wednesday night. The Utah Jazz did not ask to be tested. The Oklahoma public health official there on the spot not only... um, required that they be tested, but they weren't allowed to leave their locker room. All right. So listen, precaution is the main thing. And and here's the thing. And I understand the idea of, you know, we need more tests. We need to find out what's going on. We want people to be tested and we need to have 
getting, getting the mechanisms in place so people can be tested. That's now happening more frequently than it happened before. We can look back and say, you know what? It should have been in, we should have been more diligent and get this on the road earlier. You're right. But that ship has passed. So now it's about making sure that we get people tested and the quarantines that are, that are in effect now to hopefully do what we're starting to see in China, which is interesting. According to the news, this was the first day that there was no positive and any extra positive testing and extra positive announcements that people had the virus. So over there, it's slowing down. Boy, you can't wait to hear that news over here. Sticking with the NBA, well, maybe some good news. Wode's going into his crystal ball trying to figure out when the NBA could return. Even since Wednesday's Board of Governors meeting, uh, which just preceded Rudy, Rudy Gobert's positive test, you know, that owners and team executives, you know, have have further come to terms with how grave this situation is, how dark of a time that our country is likely facing moving forward and that there's not going to be a quick exit out of it. And teams are preparing, owners are preparing for the idea that it minimally the season may not start until mid-June, late June. And I'm told they are pursuing arena dates, you know, into late August for the playoffs. And even looking at the idea without fans of playing games, maybe even in practice facilities that might make it a little, uh, give it kind of a little different look for television. So everything is on the table with the league right now. And there is a great deal of uncertainty about what lies ahead. That's scary because then when do you start the 2021 season? December? January of 2021? We'll keep an eye out on Woj. Michael Irvin was on Get Up this morning and he really tried to break down why DeAndre Hopkins was sent packing from Bill O'Brien. He said, Michael, uh, it it was a bit of a power struggle there because Bill O'Brien thought, Coach O'Brien thought he had too much influence over the locker room. He called DeAndre Hopkins in a meeting to talk about this and to kind of just hash it out. In that meeting, he started the meeting with telling DeAndre Hopkins this. That blew my mind when DeAndre told me this. He said, he told DeAndre Hopkins, he said, hey, uh, the last time I had to have a meeting like this, it was with Aaron Hernandez. I was like, what? what? He, he, he put in Aaron Hernandez in this meeting? He said, yes, he did. He said, Michael, that blew my mind that he would even bring that up. I've never been in any trouble. I don't know why would he equate me with Aaron Hernandez. And from there, the meeting just deteriorated. You know, he got into talking about DeAndre Hopkins. DeAndre Hopkins has uh, a few kids from different women. And he said, you know, he told DeAndre he doesn't like that he has his baby mamas around sometimes. And, And from that, I think the relationship just went bad. Yeah, I can understand it. (laughs) That's the playmaker on with uh, Greeny on Get Up This Morning. Finally, Adam Schefter. You know what? Nick Foles is on the move again. The Bears have been in the quarterback market. Everybody knew that they needed to bring in a quarterback to compete with Mitchell Trubisky. And so they go and get a quarterback in Nick Foles who has worked with that offensive coaching staff. Keep in mind, Matt Nagy, the head coach, worked with Nick Foles in Philadelphia, as did John DiFilippo, as did Bill Lazor. So they know Nick Foles very well. There's familiarity there. I tell you, it's amazing that Nick Foles can't stay one place. He's good enough to be 
like the backup, he's not good enough to be a consistent starter in the NFL. It's unbelievable. Those are our top stories of the day. When we return, we'll get to your phone calls at 1-800-919-3776 when ESPN New York Tonight continues on 98.7 ESPN.